0: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am pumped, excited, uh, blessed to be joined today by Alan, and I made the cardinal sin of interviews, okay? So I'm going to go for it, and you you just let me know how close I am. Alan Yeselvich.
1: I I think you hit it, man. You nailed it. Congrats. doesn't happen often.
0: My last name's Marigut, so it's a special art when you're genuinely this bad with names. So um, thank you. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing?
1: Good, good. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, we are happy to have you. Um, you obviously lead growth at Excel Vents. Um, we're excited to have you here now. The wheel. You and I both don't know who's on the wheel yet. Are you ready to see who's on it? No.
1: <laughs> Just kidding. Let's do it. <laughs> all, right,
0: all right. Ryan, why don't you pull that wheel up for us? Oh. Anyone you like want? Stars. Who do you want? sprinkler let's sprinkler. do this all right so you know, i remember how to spell. <laughs> it's
1: funny that it's funny all the companies all the brands you had listed there probably spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on perfecting their their messaging and conversion rate optimization optimization we're just going to tear it down in 25 minutes
0: let's do it oh yeah man um now the the hardest part of this is like you're saying it's not exactly easy to find these opportunities out of thin air so we're going to have to do that right now now I just got a new MacBook, so let me make sure my screen share is working. All right. Sweet. We're good. All right. So customer experience management platform, CXM, the only platform for all digital customer experiences. What does digital customer experience mean to you as a marketer, Alan?
1: Yeah, I think from a marketing standpoint, everyone's now trying to capture the entire end-to-end experiences from... You know, if you look at the typical buyer journey for somebody who just goes onto your website initially all the way through the nurturing process and then following through the digital
0: ecosystem. So they want to own every piece of that. Yeah. No, I love that. Now, you're focused on going upstream. You know, we were talking about offline. Yeah. It looks like they are as well, right? Every day, thousands of the world's largest enterprises. So they're specifically calling out enterprise organizations. Um, in your experience is it easy to sell a customer experience platform without niching into like e-commerce or something else? Do you need to niche? Can you just be generic like this? Like what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, it it probably makes the most sense to go niche, go narrow, go targeted uh, with respect to your messaging. Once you can identify what that product market fit, that persona fit is, I feel like you have to go all in and then you can begin to spray your approach a little bit. But I feel like you have to have that focused, concentrated approach or it's just going to be scattered shot and you're not going to resonate with the majority of people who visit your site.
0: Yeah. So I'm like in my own head, right? Like I like to think like we we got a lot of publicly traded clients and I'm trying to think how this fits. So who owns this? Just may I, who owns this like product? Like was this because I don't think this is director of demand gen. Like who's the person who owns this perspective in your opinion? Yeah, so
1: from my knowledge of Sprinklr from back in the day, we used to be the social media lead, but now it seems like they've evolved their scope. Um, so it could be most likely it's the head of digital, VP of yeah. digital that probably owns this, uh, maybe with some support from content as well.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look at it. I'm trying to understand it. So you know, I'm obviously not their customer, but I'm trying to get this. So what they're saying is they have all their communication, right? So these are all their ways of communicating. right. It depends have-
1: on, Yeah. It depends on what the, how the org is structured. I mean, this could fall into paid media, social media, possibly even PR, some components of it. So yeah. if I had to think about an overarching umbrella, it could be content. Um, possibly demand gen. Most likely not.
0: Yeah. Most likely not. I agree. It seems more like a brand, someone with like a brand title, right? A customer, like a communications, like, like chief communications officer to me, it was probably this persona if I had to guess is like, the person who owns this now, yeah. what have you found about selling products to a buyer who spread out across multiple, like this buyer, right. Has to get buy-in because if they're talking about advertising and research and marketing and care and engagement, what's it like trying to sell a software to someone who has that many different business units? Like, is there, yeah, what are the sort so- of things you got to do? Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question, especially in, in our space, which is event tech. You know, we have yeah. our core buyer personas mapped out, but then we also have our influencers and even our detractors in yeah. the equation. So while we lead in with um with, with our core buyers and the messaging that resonates with them and trying to figure out how to solve for their challenges, we also throw in other supporting ancillary complementary content so that they yep. can take that information and then go to their CFO or go to their procurement and then try to convince them as an advocate about why
0: it's a, it makes sense from a purchasing decision standpoint. I love that. Like this is cool, right? More than 75% or 75 of the world's 100 most valuable brands use sprinkler. That's that's a pretty yeah. compelling statement when you have that much market share, right?
1: No, that's that's great. You know, the social proof here is amazing. Clearly they're focusing on the enterprise customer um, by by slapping those logos up on their website, they're sending a clear message that right. they an SMB or startup may not afford them. So they're taking that risk, and they're being mindful of going
0: completely going up market. I like that. Now let me play devil's advocate, though. So I just have this concept, right? So I'm the chief revenue officer at Sprinkler, and I've gone all in on my enterprise positioning, but I already have 75% market share on my elite audience. Does does this create a problem for mid-market or have you found that mid-market companies are aspirational? And so what I mean by that is like, I'm a insurance startup, like I'm the agency of record for Allstate, right? So we do all the SEO for Allstate, okay? Great account, great company, really love them as an organization. But do you believe that mid-market insurance companies are aspirational so that they see Allstate has it and they want the same platform Allstate has? Or do you see that enterprise removes you from a market? Like, what's your yeah. take on that? Like, going all in on this high level of positioning.
1: Yeah, and and, and it's nuanced, and every situation is different. Um, certainly, you, you can have a mid market business who's, who's aspirational um, and, and willing to pay a premium to play in the big leagues. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you're going to have to justify your ROI, and there are probably some competitors in the space that offer the same type of value but they don't position themselves at, quote, as quote-unquote elite. So yep. as part of the evaluation, you, know, you would look at the pricing, you would look at the, the services and the features and how they're outlined, um, and then just take a look at the case studies to see if they're any kind of relevant type of companies and what the results were. So inherently, there's a risk, but I'm sure there's a calculus that was made for them to go all in on upmarket um, and
0: probably uh, make sense for them from a revenue standpoint. I love that. And look at like this kind of stuff, right? I mean, this they ha- they have all the goodies, right? For enterprise. They have yeah. all the goodies, which means like this is the stuff you give your SDR team, your AE team, and this is what's going to yeah. push close rate, right? At the end yeah. of the
1: day. I'm telling you, like Gartner, Forrester, G2, SourceForge, like these companies make a huge difference in in the buying decision process. And over the last couple of years, I just feel like these these review sites have been integral in evaluating and providing or justifying
0: buying decisions like I've never seen before. No, 100%. So like, here's a little insight, right? So across millions of dollars to spend, our number one, we track our call to actions and our highest performing call to actions are essentially Gartner and Forrester. Like this wins. Anything top of funnel that's a little like non-demo or trial related, this is our number one performer across every industry are these third-party yeah. review sites and
1: analysts. Yeah, and what we found to be specific with G2 and Capterra. I mean, they drive so many leads to us and they're typically bottom of the funnel. So this is after uh, a prospect has done their own research and their own due diligence. And they're typically higher value
0: customers as well. No, hundred percent. I call it the three tab test, right? So if someone has bottom of funnel intent and they search for the category you're in modified by reviews, best or top, those are the review sites. And when they open three tabs, are you one of those three tabs? And if they did, will you win? And, what I find interesting about this, and I want your perspective on, is while they're doing all these things right, and I like what they're doing, I can't help but feel that the way they're positioning this thing makes it come across as all or nothing, and there can't be that many buyers that are all or nothing. Does that make sense? It does, and to be honest with you, I'm not familiar with Sprinkler's
1: complete solution set so it would take me some time to look into this but you know i i think a company that does what you're referring to really well is hubspot where they they, they they can even they can offer you the entire holistic package which seems to be growing year by year or you can just purchase it in chunks and then get a taste of it and as you begin to become more familiar and comfortable with the platform then you start to invest in the ecosystem um, and, and most companies start with, with the free CRM or minimal contact, yeah. content uh, and contacts. And after, after a period of time, you're investing in the sales hub, marketing hub, service hub, right? So yeah. you know, an all or nothing approach probably mitigates um, for customer acquisition optimization.
0: 100%. So when I'm looking at this, right, if you think about right, modern sales orgs, it's land and expand. Yet some modern product and marketing orgs fight that and what i find curious here is and what i would want to know and what i don't necessarily get is how do they use product-led growth because this is probably as like to me the very first thing i would do if i was a redo the creative here is i would make this a video because this is very difficult for me to consume in all transparency like they use a lot of their own language modern 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 like what's modern care like to be completely transparent i don't think anyone knows what modern care means so it's very hard to ask myself hey here's the problem i have how does this solve it you get yeah. what i'm saying
1: no i totally agree it looks completely abstract when you look at it especially if you're not familiar with the space and i'm i'm not specifically familiar with what they're offering it comes across as a slide in some consulting one on one template versus yep. actually you know, having a person or a CX person on screen explaining
0: the value of it. Uh, and maybe they do that in, in another area. Okay, so they do a good job here, right? So they got demos for all of these that are ungated. I mean, that's, I'm not going to lie, that's pretty good. But let me show you something I've seen, right? So this is what I think. Even if your sprinkler and you can't, because notice, well, this is loading notice there's no pricing, right? So right. this immediately tells me you can't go mid-market. You're going to have right. way too high of a customer acquisition cost. You, you're going to be inflated, especially as you push down your org across sales right. product and the rest of them. And so, and if you already have 75, like as a guy who's tried to go enterprise and I have some enterprise accounts, like this is a tough game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you ride a wave in this game. In other words, you get the big ones in, your gross margin is good. You feel like you're king of the world. Your EBITDA gets fat. You lose one, you got to do layoffs because it's not like you get capital one and you're not bloated on your CS team, right? It's not like you close Samsung and servicing it is a walk in the park or onboarding it. The cost of onboarding these customers, I just feel so concerned if I were them that we're leaving so much money on the table as this massive market leader. With this, like, all enterprise positioning.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It seems to me like they lack in diversification. Um, I'd be interested to see how the breadth of revenue per customer is distributed. You know, in other words, are they putting all their eggs in one basket or can they withstand one major client dropping off? And that inherently is a risk of going
0: enterprise. No, a thousand percent. They're doing a lot of things I find innovative, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, what about if they did something like I'm seeing here with Pendo, right? So Pendo creates this like tour instance, right? With like the Acme data, fake data upload. Mm -hmm. To me, if you replaced this right here with this, yeah, all of a sudden, Your SDRs are like loving you, right? As the demand gen team because they're having conversations that are specific to the product. The prospect has gone through the slight amount of self-education that you see better activation from you know discovery call to proposal to ROI to whatever that is, right? In their in their pipeline. I, I find this type of setup to be powerful compared to this, and they're not a against it which is weird too right like this chat with us ungated demos they're doing all these kind of like low psychological friction ctas but not high product engagement ctas right
1: well it, it also depends on the platform itself and at excel we're currently debating because we have we have two primary sales cycles we have the self-starter one kind of the diy one where you could test it out for free and even activate an event for free and then we have more of the um Uh, sales enablement or sales supported um, life cycle, sales cycle, where it requires a book demo. And clearly, you know, we want to do everything in our power from a marketing standpoint to help push them down the funnel before a phone call is made or before they even pull out their credit card to activate it on their own. Uh, But at the bottom line is, is what you alluded to earlier, it's creating that frictionless environment where you can just navigate them, uh, navigate the prospect into a customer in an automated way. And it seems like
0: Pendo is doing a really good job at that. Well, yeah, because if you can preload the data, a lot of people say, well, we can't do that as our product because it's codependent on uploading your data, which I'm sure sprinklers, right? Like sprinklers codependent on APIs, right? Across 23 social channels, 11 messaging. In other words, they create a hub for your communication, mm-hmm. but you could just as easily create fake communication and yeah. show them what that hub looks like. And I guess my thought is, is, is that even an option going into 2022? Yeah. Is like right. is not being product led right. an option, especially if you look at their competitors, right? Because this is what caught my eye. I only saw this for a second, but Hootsuite and certain players that allow for that like easier self onboarding.
1: Yeah, I don't. I can't really see the competitors. Can you name the other ones? I'm actually just curious.
0: Yeah, so I got uh, Hootsuite, Coros, um, Clara Bridge, Salesforce, Social Bakers, which is probably very self onboarding. Falcon.io. And facelift. So, got it. You know, I, I don't know. In my mind, I see this. Oh, and I can't click in. Okay, I'd like them to let me click in. I think that would be very important. I don't know why, but I'm feeling frustrated right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, is it duplicate? Am I crazy or is this duplicate? Oh shoot! They duplicated it you sure no yeah this is crazy Let me just i'm gonna reload it just so there's nothing broken whoa i don't yeah no bro like they they have a duplicate yeah we might want to send him a nice memo if that's the case i know i know because to me right the second you're bragging all like this and you got the only leader in q4 it's like heck yeah i want to learn more and i can't go into it i think that's a gap for sure yeah
1: you want to check out some other sections of the website? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I think what I'd love to see is what does the request a meeting do? So this is right the this is your moment of leverage, in my opinion, right? This is your moment of activation. You can lower the customer acquisition cost, you can right create scale from all your other channels, channels that aren't profitable can become profitable. Well, what do you think about this? Anything you would want to do different here? I mean, it's
1: pretty typical. Um, I think the trend we're moving towards is as I mentioned before, having this as frictionless as possible, at the same time striking the balance of aggregating data. So I prefer more of a progressive um, uh, form in order to capture the email right away um, so that you have adequate abandoned card uh, information uh, because you know even six fields, seven fields might even be too many for very busy people these days. So I would probably just start out with three fields and then along the way progressively aggregate that information um so that you can
0: qualify them as best as you can i like that alan i think it's cool i've never seen him do this before this is actually really cool to me i think this is really uh unique uh preferred time and date um because that allows you to prioritize right if you're getting a lot of requests at Mm -hmm. scale this is a cool filtering now my big issue with it though to be completely honest is this language to me so when you say request a meeting, it's it's very much like we'll see if you fit us, and it's very pretentious in my mind. I know it sounds silly, but it's like I've never found request a meeting to work as a CTA, yeah. or request a an demo, or anything that has request in it, because it makes it feel like you might not get it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I, I'm actually perplexed a little bit by the the date range. I don't know why they can't just have a calendar uh like one calendar um, yep. reservation mechanism because i, I totally just piper, I'm right? trying to think about how this flow goes into to an sdr eventually do they have to like browse through their calendar and then collaborate with the other sdrs to see who's
0: available is it around robin it's just that that's, that's if they say i want this time but you're not available at that time right? now you've already created a bad experience to a certain right
1: bad experience for both stakeholders in this process so that's a little weird. Yeah, I totally agree with the CTA language. Um, request a meeting does potentially come across a little snobby or condescending. Um yep. trying to be more cognizant and mindful of a conversational tone is important. So even just saying something like, let's chat, let's connect, it it already yep. establishes a relationship. So
0: psychologically, there are benefits to that if it's mutual sounding. I agree. And like I would want them to see something like this, right? Like some copy that says, like, um, see how the top orgs save you know 30% in tickets or something like that and then talk about all the value cuz i don't think they're selling the demo i mean they're using this to be like fig- like oh already a customer in the wrong spot you right. know what I mean, like i think they could, they really need to sell the crap out of this meeting uh and there's a ton of value like if i were them i can make a ton of improvement on all my campaigns right in this Right. screen if that makes sense
1: yeah totally i think if they outline or provide specific bullet points as to the, the the exact elements of value that they would receive in a meeting um i think i think that would probably increase conversions on this
0: form on this page 100%. Well, let's go to events since that's kind of like your world right now uh wh- what do you think about the way they're doing events and anything you want to see different it's pretty standard. Um, I'm.
1: I would be more interested to learn how they're actually marketing this and what channels they're using to get people to attend. Um, you know, mm-hmm. this page alone doesn't doesn't really do anything for me. I imagine that they leverage multiple paid and organic channels to maximize attendees uh, to yeah. their events. Can you click on one of them? Actually, I'm curious what they're landing. Yeah, on. 100%. All
0: right. So yeah. Pretty standard. I don't love
1: people. it. It's yeah. pretty
0: normal. But the reason I don't love it is more because register for our upcoming and on demand events. But how would I like what how, none of these appear to be upcoming? See what I'm saying? This is originally broadcasted. So their latest event was already done. So, like, this to me, if you're going to like this valuable real estate is what I'm trying to explain. Like, this is very yeah. valuable real estate on your website. I don't know why you wouldn't just put this underneath your resource hub but i don't understand where the resource hub is right we have these badass reports from every single solitary like mm-hmm. reputable company but i can't get the darn things oh it says here but where oh, are
1: you got to pay a couple hundred bucks for a forester report or no are they available for free download report that another yeah but they're not
0: in the menu you get what i'm saying so like how Mm -hmm. do i get to their most valuable asset right as a marketer we understand this is our most valuable piece of content but instead we have events and our blog yeah i think the 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 navigation architecture is a bit off so
1: instead of teasing out blog and events as separate they should have just created a resources insights knowledge section that just aggregates you know their their learning area of of the website. so, yeah, it seems like it's a lost opportunity
0: by segmenting
1: it out in the navigation.
0: This is a great hub. I think this is really cool. I might even add a filter maybe up here so users can get to things faster because it seems like, right, this is for social listening. And then let's see if they integrate it, right? So if we go over to, like, and this is the other thing, huh? when when people start to label things, like, okay, if I wanted a social listening platform, which is what they do right here, according to Forrester, right? which product is that?
1: Yeah. Look, I've been in marketing for a long time and some of these terms coined together, I'm just not familiar with. And maybe, maybe I'm old and and and, and not as uh, progressive as some of the other marketers you've had on the show, but modern care to me just doesn't, doesn't strike a chord. I just don't know
0: what that, is. I don't know what that is. And that's a poor experience. I would love for them to do this. So I don't see like, here's the thing. I get what they're trying to do. I respect it. I think it's awesome that you're going to create your own brand name for things. I just want you to add another line that says social listening. You know what I'm saying? Just Give me a second line so that as a user, like a user, I self-identify with the category you already exist in. That doesn't mean you can't create your own category. You can't push for things. I just think I'd really prefer to know what is modern research in language I understand. And I think they do I, talk about that. Like somewhere.
1: Yeah, but it requires you to dig a little bit um, to, yeah. to find that information. and. You know, if somebody if somebody goes to Sprinkler, no matter how they got there, there's there's a problem that the buyer's trying to solve, and yeah. by attaching these fancy names that don't carry any brand weight to it, at this point, it's just it's just a distraction instead of give like tell me how you're going to solve
0: my problem from the get go. Yep, no, hundred percent. And if I was doing SEO, by the way, I couldn't do an H1 tag that targeted the existing demand. Right, because you can't create existing demand for a product you own, right? Modern care is you, but what is the category of modern care? I can't add that as an H1 or a title tag. Do you see what I'm saying? To then drive I mean, organic demand. It would be it would be interesting if you did a search right now for modern care and see what pops up. <laughs> yeah, because it that reminds me of like find okay. out. yeah. Let's see. Modern health, mental health care, cool. We just onboarded stuff like this to directive. Yeah and then sprinkler comes here but their title tags are stuffed right customer care platform customer service sprinkler monitor care that's really not a best practice in the SEO world for sure yeah. so yeah i i think there's some gaps there but i do love this chat with us have you ever done like only chat with us on a product page i find that pretty unique uh, is it automated or do you get a person you go to their platform which is cool right they're eating their own dog food but oh okay
1: they practice what they preach i like that let
0: me see though provide us okay and then i gotta play the game so it's not all bad they're using like you know all the chat players are kind of using a shared api i used to work with one of them um but i guess my last question for you alan and i'm actually curious about i am of the belief that you should use this space to have a top of funnel call to action and a bottom of funnel call to yeah, action totally. yet i always see login i don't understand it because this to me is like throw login in the footer what what's the what's the logic in a SaaS company internally? Since I'm not on that side of the table, why do we always see logins up here when we could just throw it in the footer and then we could use top of funnel and bottom of funnel here? What's your what, what's what's going on?
1: So I think those are two two different conversations. Firstly, I agree with you. I think there's an opportunity to have two buttons, two call to actions, top of funnel, bottom of funnel, um, and it's a lost opportunity if you don't do that. So I agree with you there. The login button, there's probably a better place to put it. Yes, it's valuable real estate to put it up in the navigation. Um, and they're probably just trying to serve their current customers so they can find it as quickly as possible. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think it I think it takes up valuable real estate that can be used in a better way when it comes to customer acquisition. But where else? So you would put the login in the footer. So you would require people yeah. to come and then scroll all the way to the bottom to enter the,
0: the platform? Well, because I would assume that most people would just have it already saved to their computer. Right. That's true, too. You would just bookmark the actual
1: URL of the platform.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious. Or once again, I would kind of take my content here. I'd keep customer stories. I love like this kind of content. I think it's really valuable. But I mean, I can the the about us fine. I do resources. I'll put events and blog under resources. And then maybe bring login in here, over here, a part of this menu if I wanted to. Or I could use, like, some space to the left to request a meeting. And then, I don't know, I just, I feel like request a meeting is, like, a, so, such a friction-filled CTA that maybe even that, like, chat with us. I'd experiment with, like, this chat with us. Let's bring that up here and keep that as a funnel. Maybe download Forrester Report. I would probably put as, like, a banner. See how it's like here, but it's only on the homepage. Right. I would bring yes. this banner to the top and have it on every page since it's my most valuable asset. Things like that.
1: There's not enough contrast for that CTA to really
0: stand out. It kind of get lost in the mix. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, Alan, you're the CMO of Sprinkler. Let's wrap this up. What's the thing you're going to focus on to kind of elevate them to the next level? Right, you show up and you're now the cmo sprinkles. congratulations um not that you're looking for a job but what would you do
1: i think they need to focus a little more i think they need to hone in on who their personas are and just convey in a really concise fashion what challenges what problems they're solving or what added value can they deliver um for for the customers because just taking a glance at this it looks a little too abstract or even ambiguous and I think it'll it, it requires you to do a little bit of more work and digging, which as we all know, we're all busy and we don't have time to do that work. So just give me the value above the fold, tell me what you do, uh, and be less kind of cheeky or less cerebral in their approach with respect to that chart that they included.
0: I love that, Alan. I, I, I actually I genuinely couldn't agree more. I think when they say things like the only platform for all digital customer experiences purpose built to break down silos, they say nothing. And it's it doesn't feel like the purpose of this website is to generate leads i know it sounds silly it just doesn't come across that way because they when you do this i'm overwhelmed if that makes sense and yeah. i think you i think it does well in a pitch deck i think it does well right. for an ae i'm not sure if it does well if i'm a social media manager Who just got hired at a large brand and they have a crappy communication system i'm not sure if i feel confident that i could like use sprinkler it feels almost beyond me and i i think they need to make themselves a little bit more accessible and then just yeah and organize themselves a little like it's a little silly like the menu structure is one of the worst i've actually in all transparency seen um it doesn't make a lot of sense to me and so i think they, they could do a couple, like they have world-class content. The reports are amazing. Like everything's here. I love the friction, the, the demo videos available. Like they're doing like everything right, but then making themselves aloof. It feels like everything, right. I don't get it. You know, like what the heck is modern advertising and a customer experience platform? Like what's the connection? Are you a CDP? You know what I'm saying? Like what's research? What's like, uh, and then you have the CXM. Is that different than all the other things? So I just want to simplify this. I want to use known language. I want to be approachable and they're already being approachable except in their copy. And so I think we're right there, tighten a couple things up and we go to the next level. So yeah, man, this was fun. Any Sounds final good. thoughts?
1: yeah, look the, the 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 main takeaway that I that I have for sprinkler or in general is just tell the story, right use yeah. use your website as a powerful tool to tell the story about what value you give um, as an organization to your customers and fundamentally you have to have that mindset when you're
0: designing a website. Yeah. I love that. Alan. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. If anyone wants to follow along your journey, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Catch me on LinkedIn. That's where you'll find me most of the time. Okay. hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Alan, for being on the show and that is SAS marketing makeover and thank you sprinkler for being our muse uh, and everybody have a great day. Thanks, <music>